0: Welcome to season three of the Student Leadership Podcast. We believe you were created to make a difference. So we want to equip you to lead your generation in whatever setting you find yourself in. So whether it's your high school, middle school, college campus, or anywhere in between, we want to help you point others to Jesus. Overtime! What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Overtime episode. I'm here with the boys, Colin? Yeah. Caleb? Hello. And I'm also with myself. Oh, that's cute. I'm always with myself, you are, no matter where I it go. It sounds entertaining. Yeah, it's, it's scary. Anyway, hey, I'm Jordan, Colin, Caleb here, ready to break down Nate Ortiz's second message that he talked about. Go back and listen to that, John. So good, so if you haven't, yeah, it's really good. It's actually all about self-awareness, mm. which... It's such a good topic, but it's hard to wrestle down. It's like, what is self-awareness? Okay, so we're not wasting any time. We're getting right to it because there's so much good that he said. And we we do agree and we believe that self-awareness is part of the discipleship process. Part of being like Jesus is us knowing ourselves so we can present our full selves to God and say, I surrender it fully to you. Okay, so self-awareness is very hard to admit. Right, just just a little bit. I. I don't think so. I think I'm very self-aware. <laughs> <laughs> Big problem, red flag. Okay, yes, exactly, dude. I know for a fact this is a hilarious story. In college, we took a a, a quiz on emotional intelligence, basically oh, self-awareness. No. I took it and I, and I did so bad. I did so bad. And here's what I said. Are you how ready? Do bad on this. Like they score how self-aware you are. Oh. and I scored and, and freshman in college I was very 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 unaware I can admit this now I <laughs> scored very bad I was like a 45 percent everyone else everyone else was like 80 90 and I said this test was stupid I didn't understand it I blamed the test what if that is not the most unself-aware thing to do I was like ah oh, this test was so dumb I didn't get it at all okay here's the question I have do you think I'll say it this way how is self-awareness formed or more is, is unawareness a choice that we're ignoring things? Or are we truly just unaware? Like, is it a choice to ignore things or are we just legit not aware? How do you see self-awareness or self-unawareness? Uh, how do we form it or how do we,
1: okay, here's, here's, here's what I'm thinking. Like right off the beginning, I heard somebody talk about this of, you won't know who you are outside of other people, of adam didn't have his full identity until eve showed up what's up eve okay so you forming your self-identity and you forming your self-awareness is not going to be formed without other people let me backtrack your identity is only formed by god but your awareness is going to be formed in the context of other people so as a homeschool boy over here no yeah there were a lot of points in my life where i was like just completely unaware because i didn't have people that were able to be like Hey, that's weird and that's awkward. Oh yeah. God. There were a lot of things like that that all of a sudden I'd be hanging out with my friends and I'm like why am I getting weird looks? Oh wow! Why is it like all of a sudden like I try to like implement this type of a humor and that's not clicking well? My like, mom thinks this is hilarious. Yeah, like what the <laughs> heck! Like my cat was like eating this up. Like what is going <laughs> on? And now I'm just like okay, like I I'm I'm in this context and I'm seeing there's a gap and I'm seeing there's something wrong here. So what I'm going to do is I I have to start talking to people and understand like. Did I did I say something weird? And like there's like a way where you can say this that's not like oh nobody laughed at my joke but oh, being yeah, able yeah. to
0: say like Hey, um, is my humor, like, not, like, on the same page as y'all's? Okay, wait. I, I feel like this is a Genesis moment for me because I've never thought of it that way. And I will agree with you in saying that when you only process as an individual, that's when things in a, in an isolated chamber, that's when things get wanky because you start making excuses for yourself or being like, it wasn't that bad or no one really thought this or and, and there's no one to correct you. Right. You're like, oh, I'm a great person. No one thinks this. And then you say to yourself, correct. And then- or just you, your parents
1: are being like, no, 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 you're perfect.
0: You're oh, great. Oh, not this. Yeah, that's actually so true. And it is in the context of relationships that you can see how people are, are perceiving you. Okay, Caleb, let me ask you, do you think unawareness, because we're talking like a lot of us are, are emotionally unaware, is that a choice or is, is that just something we are like actually blinded to? Are we intentionally ignoring things and that's why we're unaware? Is that a choice we're making? Or do you think it's just truly some students are just blind to some things?
2: Who's it blame? I think being unaware is the default for everybody. Okay. Facts. Um, I think, I think we are all unaware of how our actions and the things we say affect people until we have a significant moment in life where we hurt somebody deeply. Dude, why is it pain is always that thing that you're like, wow, I never want to make
1: somebody feel yeah. like that again. So,
2: so you did something yeah. to hurt somebody else and it was somebody that you cared about. And that you loved and respected me as a family member, close friend, right? And now now that you've caused them pain, right? Now you're feeling the pain, right? And you don't understand at first, like, why did the thing that I said there have this impact on them? Like, why did they feel this way? I didn't mean this at all. Yeah. Right? And that's where it first starts in you. And you first start to become... Self-aware, wow. right? So that one situation, maybe it's early in life, maybe it's middle school. So for some people, it's later in high school, right? That's when you first start to go on this self-awareness journey of, okay, now I have to um, discern my motives and my actions and the things I'm saying before I say them because of the way that they may come across. Okay, okay.
1: wait, it, wait, it, you, you but, go. But on that though, self-awareness isn't always developed because sometimes what you'll get is selfishness is I don't want to make other people feel that way. Or you realize, oh, wow, I told a joke and everybody laughed. All I'm going to do is chase this one thing, this one feeling, or try to make it so I eliminate this one feeling mm-hmm. instead of actually getting down to the like core of it and going, it's not that I just don't want to feel this way. It's that there is a reality piece here of when I do this or say this, this happens. Mm.
0: Okay. I think we could at least admit then that sometimes pain or a negative reaction that we weren't anticipating is a grounding moment that could be the beginning of us looking at our actions from a third party. Yeah. Where it's like this moment stunk and you can justify it again and yeah. go back into that same process. Or maybe it's the beginning of you saying – why did this happen? Like sometimes I think if we offend our parents, we can be pretty quick to be like, well, that's just cause they're, you know, dumb. They, they don't understand. Get- yeah, yeah. yeah, They're but, old. But our best friend kind of storms off after a conversation cause they're sick of us. Mm-hmm. And we're like, Mm, and you can make them the villain yeah. and be like, all right, we're done. And yeah. then you preserve yourself. Oh, you know, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm still a good person and they're the bad person. Or yeah. I I remember I used to coach a lot of soccer. There was a kid. I always, I always was on his case about chirping the refs. You better <laughs> stop. You better stop. He never, ever, ever, ever got it until it cost him a card. He got a yellow card, which was his second. So he got a red card. He got kicked no. off. We lost the game. And that pain made him go, okay, coach, you're right. And I'm like, I was right yeah. the whole time. Yeah. I was right in August, the first practice. Right. But it took you the pain to realize your team was so mad at you on the drive home. I want to say this kid's name. I oh. just want to come. I won't. I won't. That's not godly, but I want just to be like. Just tell us this Insta handle. No, 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 no. Okay. So we're talking about these, these Genesis moments where we start to realize I have a choice how I process this. And actually, Nate talked about a slowing down yeah. is sometimes just a good thing to do. Okay. What is something that inhibits you from slowing down? If slowing down was easy, we would all slow down. What is something that inhibits you as a person, Colin or, or Caleb that, that hurts your ability to slow down and actually process?
1: I think whenever there's a lot of intense emotions that are going on in life, it can feel like slowing down, isn't slowing down. It can feel like all of a sudden life becomes louder to you. It's those moments whenever you've gone through like a funeral in the past week and then you're for whatever reason hanging out with your friends and you're just feeling like you're not connecting as well and then you get like a few bad grades and then it turns into Saturday and you've got nothing planned and you're sitting there alone in your room and it feels like all the voices are just so, so loud that nobody likes you and nobody's there for you and you're just trying to understand like what's happening that slowing down feels like the worst possible thing that you could do. So instead, what you're going to do is like, let me hit up a bunch of people. Let me find a new series on Netflix. Let me binge and do something. Yeah, like rather than actually sit with some of the parts of reality that just suck sometimes, but they are reality. They're reality. It is true, but it's also painful sometimes to be able to sit in it. So what you have to do is slow down and accept it. Otherwise, you're going to keep running from it.
2: Yeah, we have been trained in our culture. Um, nowadays, to always be stimulated, always be entertained, always be doing something, right? Um, Like social media algorithms, right? They benefit the company monetarily because they're setting things up to try to keep you on the platform for as long as possible. How do they keep you on the platform for as long as possible? They keep feeding you entertainment, stimulation, all that sort of stuff, right? And so we've been trained From a young age to always have something going on. Mm -hmm. Like there's times where I'm watching a TV show and then I'm watching YouTube video at the same time (laughs) and I watch. Okay. So now I'm watching, I'm watching golf and it's just a little slow right now. So I have YouTube video on in the background. Mm-hmm. and then i'm also playing clash of clans on yes, my phone yes 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 that yes. is insane while yeah. eating oreos right oh, so boy. we never take time to just slow down and be quiet and really process our thoughts and emotions hmm. so then we get in these scenarios where we are never self-aware we never um we never discern what our actions are and we never we never take time to to change yeah i would say Colin, what you said About like reality, the
0: implications of reality are earth shattering and some of us aren't ready for it. It's like yeah, uh, I don't know what movie it is. Old people quoted, "You can't handle the truth." Do you know that movie? Uh-oh. You ever heard that quote? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, some like military one. Someone DM us, but like it's like know, Jack yeah, Nicholson. It's literally it. like you can't handle you can't handle the truth. I think a lot of us live in a fantasy world, um, and I don't Ooh. just mean like sexually fantasizing, although. But like we that we are just kind of living in a world where we're the center of the universe, and we are really great people, and we're main character energy, and ever, it's like we. Live Live there. And the implications of me being the bad guy is just too strong that we don't accept it. Yeah. There's someone I'm discipling that they have built their whole identity around being a certain person that they're not. Wow. And when I try and tell them I, I love you, but you're not this person, they the implications of that are too strong. So they just reject me. Yeah. It's like, no, okay, here, here's here's an example from my life. Um, I think of myself as a very happy person. I like being a happy person. I think a lot of people think of me as happy. I'm energy drawer. Uh, a couple years ago, I started to realize that I was getting very resentful at people and was Mm. angry. And when I first had that thought, I think I'm resenting. I was like, Nope, that's not me. I'm not, I'm happy. No. And instead of living in reality, which is like, dude, you got some anger issues to deal with you. You weenie. Instead. I was like, no, that can't be me. And I ignored it until things spewed out. And I literally punched a hole in a wall. And then, and then that's the pain point that we talked about the grounding moment. It's like, there's a freaking hole in my wall. Yeah. There's no ignoring it anymore. So I think honestly, like sometimes the implications are just too great for us To deal with redefining how we see ourselves. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah, You literally
2: had an Andy from the office moment. (laughs) Like (laughs) happy guy, always happy, always cracking jokes, punches a hole in the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Colin, you
1: look deep in thought. It's okay if you don't have anything to say. I just want to give you an opportunity. No, I think it's hard sometimes because when we're talking about our identity versus our self-awareness, there's sometimes that we do things that are really out of character. Yes, So there's sometimes whenever it's like, uh, we'll read things in the Bible about like, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. And then I do something that other people are even able to see and be like, okay, yeah, I get it. Like you are a a warrior and whatever, but like you are also struggling and failing in this part. So trying to reconcile both of those is really hard sometimes of trying to accept there are two truths of this is who I am in God's eyes yes. and this is my identity but there are sometimes that there are things that I do that are outside of my identity.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and... and- the reason we do that isn't to feel bad about ourselves. It's actually to have an accurate view of saying, now I know what to pray about. Now I know what to talk to my mentors about. And now I know what I'm asking God to bless. Not the fake version of me that doesn't exist. Bless the stage version of me or the version of me that gets good grades and is the captain. Or or do we want God to bless the part of me that thinks I'm a little bit addicted to attention or the part Mm. of me that is extremely insecure about my height or my weight or my appearance. Like I want to bring that version to God because I know he loves that version still so so okay you were talking about how self-awareness is gained about how other people see us and not in an unhealthy way like you know you live based on that reputation but like how we are perceived perceiving how other people perceive us that can be dangerous though because some people are not worth listening to oh yeah you know some people are like i don't freaking care how you see me because god 100%. sees me different and some people it's like i need to care about how you see me how do we know which people to trust whose perception of us is valuable and whose do we dismiss only god's only care what god thinks yeah well
2: well yeah so first one is um first one is what scripture says um yeah. second is obviously i think like your youth pastor or youth leader uh, a godly adult in your life someone who you look at and say um I can tell that this person spends a lot of time with Jesus, Mm. right? Uh, your parents, um, and then you can, uh, trust what your friends are saying. I would say you can trust your close friends as long as you know that there's someone who has a strong relationship with Jesus, then you can trust that close friend. If they're a close friend, but, but they're not spending time in prayer and devotions and reading their Bible, then I, I don't think you can trust Their opinion. Okay, I have a random thought, Colin. I'll let you go after. I have
0: a random thought that is a little bit rooted in unhealthy behaviors of your friends, but I want to throw it out to you there's a chance that your friends are always roasting you about something because they don't know how to actually bring it up because you're a little bit unaware. Yes. Is that true? Oh my goodness. I, I don't think that's the best way for them to handle it. I think they should actually sit you down and be like, Hey buddy. But if they're always being like, Oh, you're the angry guy. And you're like, shut up. Ah, and they're always, always, always bringing that up or like, Oh, here's, I don't know. Here's Colin. He's got an ego. If they're, always oh, teasing you it's their way of trying to make you aware it's unhealthy oh yeah but that might be the step one of you being like wait are you guys serious do i actually do this pause if you dare ask that question not you like if if a student oh. asks that to their friends <laughs> you better not get defensive oh yeah like if you're like are you guys actually saying this about me and they're like well, sometimes you will be tempted to power up and shut them down, and mm. congratulations, they won't bring it up again for another year, and you will live in unawareness. Oh, so yeah. if yeah. you feel like you're getting teased about something, check. In a private moment, be like, hey, you guys always tease me about this, and I I, I, I know you're mostly joking. Is there some truth to it? And then mm. seriously try and hear a, a voice of truth. Call them. Okay. I using. need to be devil's
1: advocate on that before okay. I get to the other point, Okay, because there are also some of you that have some relationships where you have people that you can literally do absolute crap. And they're like, you're amazing. We uh, love you. And yeah. they will gas you up. And you're believing that over some of the other relationships okay, that are true, saying true, real true, things. True, true. Like I have a list of people. <clears throat> a list a list of people no, checking no, no. it twice no i have a list of people whenever there's stuff that goes wrong where i'm like okay what type of uh, things do i want to hear because i've got a list of people that i know i could tell them this situation where i was like yeah and then i said this, this to them and like, they deserved to hear it and they'll be like that's right like oh, they just did. affirm you. oh yeah all that they're gonna do is be like you were right And you're wonderful. And I'm, I'm so sorry that you have to go through that. There's a list of people that I have to like, make sure that I'm going like, do I want the people that are going to give me honest opinions Hmm. and are going to say things that are real to me about like who I am, or are they going to give me like the fake stuff?
2: And Colin, were those Christian friends or like friends from youth group that were saying those things to you about which ones, like the ones who were saying like, Like Oh no, you you. were in the right. No, this person was wrong.
1: Yeah. I still have those friends. They're, they're Christians. Like I have one that like was like, In college that I was really close with and I'm still close with them, but I know there's times where I have to be careful because I'm like, I especially, and, and to your question earlier, whenever somebody says something, I don't immediately shut it down. I'll basically take in like anything that anybody has to say about me. But in terms of the weight that I allow to carry my life is different for a lot of people. Like when I have the little fifth grader at church that's like, (laughs) we don't think you're that funny. I'm like, I I really am not going to take a lot of... Shut shut up, kid. That's not going to hurt my feelings that much. Like, uh, that's just not whenever I have like other people that are older that say to me like, hey, that wasn't funny when you said that. Yeah. yeah. That's a whole different thing of like how I'll actually receive that and hear that because I want to listen from everybody but there's also the fact of I I need to have some type of relationship to have some type of trust because there are some people that will try to evaluate you and say things just to break you down. Yeah. They'll say things out of insecurity and they'll say things of like, Oh yeah. Well you weren't, you weren't that good at that.
0: Yeah. I I was going to point that out too. Like we, I I wasn't even suggesting like everyone's reputation and opinion, excuse me, opinion of your reputation is, is how we find self-awareness. I was also, I was just trying to say this this, even though it's a little unhealthy to do it this way, your friends might be trying to tell you something. If they're good friends, if they're friends that you value. Yeah. But there are people that are also going to tell you, you know, you're, you're nothing and you're never going to do anything for God or whatever. And you gotta, you gotta be like, get behind me, Satan. Like that's not who Jesus sees me as. I think probably as we're discussing, I would say there's one word that comes to mind that I think that inhibits us from self-awareness. And I think it's pride. I think pride that I don't want to hear bad things about myself. I don't want to think bad things about myself. I'm too good. I know better than my mentor. I know better than my friends. Um, And I see pride a lot in my life in regards to all the moments that I refuse to listen are just because I thought I knew better. Would you guys agree that pride is the biggest inhibitor to self-awareness or would you pick a different word? Uh, I think it's different for everybody. Oh,
1: okay. I I would say, so I'm just prideful. No, no, no. Because I think, (laughs) no, pride is mine too. I'm like, no, but I, I I think for myself i'm like yeah it's pride but then it's also vulnerability like like, you don't want to be vulnerable it's it's there's sometimes when it's like putting myself in a situation like that doesn't feel safe oh and so that's not even that's that that's not even like oh like i'm prideful that's like i'm protective Hmm. and sometimes it's like i it even if it would be something, and some of you, if you asked your friends what they think of you, a lot of them probably wouldn't even start off and say like, well, I think you're this bad and that bad. They'd probably tell you some really amazing things about yourself, but you'd be very scared in some of the moment of it, of just being able to receive and hear some of those well, things. Well,
0: self-awareness, you were saying this off the podcast, self-awareness is not just all the negative things. Yeah. Like we're, we're talking about that because those are the things we shy away from, but as you have people that can help you grow in self-awareness, you're going to see also the unique ways God made you and the ways he created created you and the things that you can do because you're seeing yourself accurately.
2: Yeah. Um, Just a quick story before we wrap up. Um, You know, we talk a lot in a couple past episodes about like mentorship, right? And discipleship and how um, when a mentor is speaking into your life and they're speaking truth to you, sometimes that can be really painful. Mm -hmm. Right. And I had, um, I had a moment about probably two weeks ago now where I was talking with a mentor and um, they were kind of, maybe calling out some things in me that weren't healthy. Right. And like, Hey, you come across this way to this person when you do this Mm. or when you say this. And these are things that I had already thought I had grown out of. Ah. And they're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I know. It's like, I've had this conversation before. I already got better at this. I hate that. And they're like, and I was, they're like, no, like this thing happened two weeks ago. And I'm just telling Black you now, this is how you came across, right? This is the way that you presented yourself. And this is how maybe you shut down someone else's idea. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so that was really painful. And students, I would just encourage you when someone is speaking into your life that you trust as a godly mentor and they're they're uh, speaking truth, biblical truth in your life, it's going to be painful. Mm-hmm. But. Embrace that pain in the moment, take it, change your behavior, change the way you interact with people, right? And you're going to be so much better for it. Yes, it's it's temporary pain for long-term maturity. Yeah, it really is. It's 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 being refined. Yeah. It's hey, we're, there's some I got a clump of gold ore or something and I'm putting it in the furnace to get all yes. the dirt out of there and I'm going to turn this thing into I don't know, a diamond ring. A ring of power. I'm going to turn gold into a diamond ring. (laughs) Yeah, there it is. All right. (laughs) No, but I actually think that's an amazing illustration.
0: And, And the last thing I'll say as we wrap up is, dude, the Holy Spirit will help you in this you just have to want help. I think so much of my life, I literally didn't want him to speak to those things. He can speak to the good areas of my life, but maybe not that. But I mean, you sit down with some worship music and a pen and paper, and you're like, you know, help me to see these character defects that I have because I want to be more like you. And slowly, he will hand them to you one at a time as you can handle them. And then the best part of what we believe is the Holy Spirit will walk you through that process. You're not just told all these terrible things to feel bad. He will enable you to become more like Jesus. That's what sanctification is. So students, listen, if you want help on becoming more self-aware, man, reach out to us. We know a lot of youth pastors in your area and would love to get you connected with someone who can help you have some of those tough conversations and help you grow in your faith because we believe you are called to lead this generation and we're challenging you to do it with love for others and passion for Christ. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks, guys.